Hey, welcome to another episode of Everything NYC Podcast, where we talk about business, careers, dating, politics, and tourism. Have you ever considered modeling? If you have, this is the episode. Stay tuned. Over here at Everything NYC Podcast, we like to discuss career paths and the different paths you could take. And today, we have a guest. She's going to explain her path. So let's go. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Well, Thanks intru- for having me. All right. We're excited for this. So, you know, you have to start off by introducing yourself to our audience. So start yeah. with your name, uh, your age, mm-hmm. what do you do, and how long have you been doing it? Okay, great. So my name is Sonia. Um, I'm 24 years old, and I'm a freelance model. So I've been freelance modeling for about five years now, five years. Yeah, actually five years in January. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, probably five years in a month now. Um, But yeah, it's been a minute and I've gotten a lot of incredible opportunities that I'd love to talk about today. Okay, you're definitely here to talk. So how did you get into it? Talk about like the beginning of the journey. Yeah, it was actually pretty random. So it was around like, I think 2017 or like the end of 2016, maybe. It was when I first ever started college. I went to Hunter College. And so it was a commuter school. So I was... Basically, I was only on campus for, like, a small amount of time, and there wasn't really much to do. I was really looking for, like, a hobby um, or just a way to explore more artistic endeavors. So that was already on my radar. And one day, a photographer just kind of popped into my DMs, and he was like, hey, do you want to collaborate? Um, And at the time, I was like, this seems sketchy. He's going to kidnap me. (laughs) Yeah. So I asked a friend to go with me and it was a cultural shoot. So he had me wear like a sari for those who don't know. A sari is like traditional desi wear. Like, um, it's like one huge piece of cloth that you wrap around yourself and throw it over your shoulder. And it's really elegant. Um, (laughs) and the women in my culture wear it. I am Guyanese though. So we tend to wear those things a a little bit less, actually a lot less, um, than people who might have roots in South Asia directly. Um, but yeah, when, when we have weddings and such, that's what we wear. So it was like this huge piece of cloth. There's, it's like bedazzled. There's like gems on it. Um, and I had my friend go with me just in case I got kidnapped. And her <laughs> sister helps me to put on the sari because it's, re- if you know, you know, it's really hard to do on your own. We know. Like it's a skill, it's an art. So I had this entire team of people help me put my, just get my shit together, <laughs> really, and then uh, come with me to the shoot. And, it ended up being a really great experience. So um, there was a lot of, there was a lot of like, don't look here, look there. Oh no, look here. Okay, do this with your hands. There was just a lot of advice I was getting from this photographer um, about how to pose properly. And I was really fascinated by the mechanics of it all, as well as just the technology he was using, because I never really I mean, other than for maybe school portraits and, and and things like that, I've never really been behind like a huge bulky camera and lights and everything. And it was just interesting how he was adjusting the lights to get the perfect shadows and everything. And I would see the shots and they would come out looking so beautiful. Like it looked like cinematography. It looked like art. And that's exactly what I was looking for in my college experience. Um, so it really just kind of galvanized the rest of my modeling experience I guess and from there on I just I just posted a few photos from the shoot and I would just keep getting opportunities a lot of people would continue to message me asking me to work with them um and eventually I just kind of made it 
my thing. I'm still a freelance model. Um, right now, I don't do as many collabs anymore, though, because a girl's got to get paid. Yes. <laughs> it's just cool. hard out here. Um, but of course, if I've worked with a photographer multiple times before and I really like their work and we've been wanting to work together for a while, then like I'll be like, OK. But usually I don't do collabs anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took me a while to actually get to a point where I had enough self-respect to where I was like, OK, I need to start charging <laughs> right now for my time. Um, because oftentimes I find that photographers wanted to expand their own portfolios um, for free. And that's just not, that's just not the way that it works. You as a come up. Yeah. 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 There's always needs to be a give and take. Mm-hmm. Right. No pro bono out here. Can I, can, I, can I ask you on what, like what type of model? Cause it's different. It's like runway, booty models, IG, like what t- exact yeah. type? So I would definitely say that I'm a beauty model slash IG model, I guess. Some of my work has been published, but I am trying to step out of the sphere of social media and I'm trying to get signed to an agency. So if you're watching and you're from an agency. <laughs> Your girl is here. She's trying to move move away from the IG model title. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I do um, like editorial shoots. I do beauty shoots. um, Sometimes fashion shoots. But it's mostly been for like Desi brands. So um, recently I worked with the Regal Bride. um, And they're a Desi designer brand. um, And I modeled... Uh, one of their langas and if you don't know what a langa is it's different from a sari it's like a crop top and a long skirt and like a dupatta which is like a scarf and it's like bedazzled and it's beautiful it's one of my favorite it's it's a lovely um ensemble of clothing and so i have most experience modeling desi clothes like that mainly langas um and i've also modeled for chahat couture um and it was so much fun and it's it's always been such a great experience working for Desi Brands, being able to represent my culture in that way. Um, Because not only do I get to wear these pretty clothes and just embody who I am and my roots and everything, but I also get to work with an amazing team. Usually there's a bunch of other people there who share the same culture as me, um, who who also like share the same cultural humor as me and everything. And it's, it's a great, wholesome bonding time. So I've gotten like, of course, I've had great professional experiences modeling, but I've also made a lot of great friends as well so that's it's it's been it's been great yeah, that's but, good because you know yeah. being a beauty model there's no height disc- discrimination nothing like right. that like runway models you know, exactly run, runway models are typically like seven foot five and six foot twelve <laughs> so it's like it's, it's good to be you can just twice sit down. my size yeah exactly. <laughs> just just your face and you never face any type of discrimination because you know you, you have an unconventional look you know yeah. you know typical typical look right so do you ever felt any discrimination against you um I mean, I guess not in a negative way, I guess, but I definitely have been sought out by photographers exclusively because I look brown. <laughs> like yeah. I, I look because I am Indo-Guyanese, so I am brown. Um, but it, again, it's never been in a bad way, but I have had some photographers reach out to me wanting me to wear like cultural clothes for a shoot, but then they also wouldn't know anything about the culture. So it kind of felt like they were trying to expand oh. their portfolio just to like sit, like it felt like I was like a token mm-hmm. model, you know? And sometimes that would be an uncomfortable experience, um, especially when they're not really offering payment. I, have, I haven't done any of those shoots in a while, by the way. <laughs> um, I've just kind of set that boundary where I'm like, Okay, if if I'm going to be modeling and I'm going to be using cultural garb for it, um, or like cultural outfits, cultural wear, I want it to have a purpose, 
you know? Like, I don't want to just go out there all, like, willy-nilly, um, just flaunting my culture just for the aesthetics of it. Because it's it, it feels kind of like, even though I am brown, it feels like I'm I'm catering to a crowd that doesn't appreciate it. Like, it feels like I'm catering to appropriation almost. Um, and it's not, it's it's just not a genuine feeling. Nobody wants to be in that position. Yeah, no one wants to. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. So you mentioned that you're currently a freelance Mm -hmm. model and you're interested in an opportunity with an agency. What are you going to look for when you're thinking about potential agencies to partner with? Yeah, definitely agencies that are aiming to expand the the diversity that they have on deck like i feel like i'm seeing more and more brown models for sure and more and more like poc um also people in the lgbtq plus community um and it's it's great but there definitely needs to be more like i feel like some agencies just have a couple of once again tokens and while of course a lot have a, a lot of progress has been made like that can't be denied a lot of progress has been made I mean, it's just the beginning. So definitely agencies that are open to petite brown models. A lot of the brown models I see are like the typical model, like runway height, um, which is fine. And they're all bad bitches. But we definitely need to expand the inclusivity here um, to not just like the typically like conventional kind of models. You know, like I like I find that when there is when there are POC um models i find that they're usually they usually fit like the conventional standards um whereas like there are like white models that can be petite you know Mm -hmm. that that can be like mid-size and things like that um whereas again with like poc they have to be extraordinarily beautiful and also tall at the same time you know there's like no in between and what strategy are you currently implementing to get noticed by one of these agencies like do you have a portfolio and then you just send those send that portfolio out to everyone is that how it works yeah i'm actually working on putting out a web a website right now um so i have a physical portfolio um but i also find that it's just more accessible if i have things digitally available so that's in the works not available at the moment but (laughs) in the works a work in progress um and in addition to that like some I do have, you know, my modeling digital, so I'll send those out to agencies as well. Um, But right now I'm just scouting for the ones that are, again, focused on inclusivity and diversity. And we'll go from there. You know, whatever happens, happens. You said since, you know, you have the unconventional look, who are some of your model influences growing up? Growing up? When you would look on TV and see, okay, she's pretty. I could do this. Um... Honestly, I don't think that growing up I ever saw anyone who looked like me on TV. Nobody. Yeah, no, honestly. Me alone, nobody? No. Um. Like, there would be people who looked like, like they could be mixed or whatever, but it was really them just, like, enhancing their features so they looked a little um. bit, like, spicier, you know? Yeah. Um like, for instance, I love the Hadids. I love me some Bella Hadid. I think she's wonderful and she's a talented. Like, if there's any nepotism model that deserves their success, it's definitely her. Um, but also, she has had some of her features, like, enhanced a little bit to where she looks a little bit more. Mm, I mean, she is part Palestinian, though. But to where she does look a little bit more ethnically ambiguous, you know? Um but again, she is still Palestinian, so it's not like she doesn't have that right, and it's not like that's not already in her blood. Like, that's definitely not what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I 
like it's kind of like similar to that like I would see that growing up rather than like straight up brown models so I, I don't think I've ever actually had that representation I think I just looked in looked at myself in the mirror and I was like yeah I like I like creating art I like modeling and then I just got the opportunity in college and I just rolled with it so I really just kind of became my own role model and I met other brown models um similar to my height and and also similar to my ethnic background and everything who are also trying to pursue the same thing like as I was going on my own personal journey so I think we've all just kind of become each other's role models you mm. know so the mirror the mirror was your role model basically yeah, yeah. basically you could you could carve your own path you yeah. see it right here you're, and you're the only model in your family basically yeah, yeah, I so am actually. Your own path. A lot of stigma going on there, yeah. but it's okay. <laughs> and speaking, you ever, because you know, you said freelance, you ever dealt with like suspect photographers or like photographers <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, come, come in this alleyway right here, come in this little dark room <laughs> and they dim the lights and then some weird stuff going on. Like, I mean, you always got to be careful for the yeah, photographers. Yeah, yeah, you never you know. Everybody's a photographer. Don't forget, like some of these photographers, they they trying to like, they trying to get some action too. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. some of them, they'll they'll try to flirt and the <laughs> entry point is by being a photographer. Yeah, exactly. right? The photo shoot yeah. would turn to OnlyFans real quick. So it's like, have you ever dealt yeah, with yeah, like no. any... No, for sure. Um, I did have an experience when I first started out modeling. I was like, I think, I think I had just turned 18. Fresh, um, fresh out the box. Yeah, fresh out the box, basically. So I was young and naive. And like, this was like my, my like, fourth, I think, modeling job that I had. Um, and I think it was the first one with someone close to my age, I think. Um, and it was, it was a shoot that was at it was located at a park um and that should have been the first i mean it would have been the first wet red flag but i had also done like photo shoots in the park with like a close friend before and like that ended up fine this however was not a close friend but i just had a lot of trust in the universe at the time and um i remember when i showed up the guy was like do you want to do implied nudes and i was like jesus what? Wow, jesus. i gotta start bringing a bible yeah, sorry, <laughs> you sorry. gotta bring the bible yeah, sorry, <laughs> you gotta bring holy oil holy yeah, water no just stay away um no but uh i remember this guy was like um yeah like i'll just turn around you'll just like take off your top or whatever and i was like okay what <laughs> why are you turned around i told you already i'm not doing this why are we why are we pretending that this is gonna happen are you manifesting it like what um so he turns around and he's disappointed that my top is still on and i'm like i'm good like i we can move on to some different shots like we can do beauty shots and he's like no that's okay i'm done and oh, i was like, like i was like okay yeah uh, he he just checked out um and we were just walking back to the main part of the park where i would catch the bus home and run away from this guy forever um and i was just making like small talk to make it a lot less awkward because it was sufficiently yeah. awkward so i gotta do what i gotta do to just get by and i was like um what was one of the worst photo shoot experiences you had like do you have any funny stories and he was like i haven't had any like worse ones but it's always like a bummer when they don't want to do like implied nudes and i was like gotcha yeah so i never talked to him again but yeah. thankfully nothing since then i've been really careful so for any photographers that are watching what exactly are you looking for in regards to collaborations yes. right because now you mentioned you're switching things up mm -hmm. you're going to charge for your time yeah so what's the criteria now like do you mean collaborations in pertinence to like paid shoots or just like free shoots because usually collaborations aren't paid oh okay so let's say paid shoots because you're all done with the with the collabs right yeah. because okay so let's say for the for the paid shoots what mm -hmm. exactly are do you what's exactly your preference now 
definitely beauty shoots and fashion shoots. Basically the same thing that I've been doing really, um, except paid <laughs> more consistently. Most of them are paid anyway, but just trying to make it more of a consistent thing. Um, so recently I did a shoot. This was a collab though. Um, and it was with a photographer that's really, really talented who's also my friend at this point. Okay. Um, it was so basically it was like a wet look i felt like a mermaid um like my hair was like slicked back and like some of it was purposely gelled to my face and there was like editorial makeup on and we just experimented a lot with backgrounds and different lighting and things like that and it was a really cool experience like i love when shoots can be super experimental um and if if that could be one of the components of like a paid shoot that I do, then of course I'm down. Usually those honestly happen more though for like collaboration shoots because there's like less risk going on. And usually for paid shoots, there's like a set tone and a set theme, you know, that I'm there to fulfill. Like I am the canvas, you know, mm -hmm. I'm the blank canvas, like the makeup artist, the hair artist, the photographer, like they'll just, they'll project onto me whatever their vision is. And my job is to just like, sell just sell it. Exactly. Um, so, you know, if, if I could, if, if I had a paid shoot that was a little bit more experimental, that would be really cool. But essentially just any beauty and fashion shoots where I get to represent a brand, um, or I get to just sell a product in a way that a photographer or like a brand designer or a makeup artist or a hairdresser envisions like that's that's ideal for sure how how do you hold what's the longest photo shoot you ever had and like how how do you hold poses for a long period of time because i know it's like a skill like not everybody can yeah do that. that's a very good question yeah like how do you yeah i still struggle honestly sometimes oh, um but uh firstly it takes a lot of core strength i will say that <laughs> but sometimes i'll just work with the photographer um, and the photographer will be like, yeah, I'll let you know when I go. I'll say like three, two, one. And then you just do the pose and then we'll see how it comes out and we'll do it over and over and over. And sometimes that's happened to where the shoot will be like three hours long. But at the same time, I always have so much fun with my photographers and I'm always like chatting with them and with the makeup artist, the hairdresser and like other models there. So sometimes that it. also yeah. adds on to the time. Like I don't, I, I never really feel mm -hmm. the hours passing by. It just, just kind of happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what steps are you taking to improve your skills and uh, constantly work on your craft, right? There's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what, what exactly are you, are you doing now? Yeah, right now, honestly, I'm just going with the flow. And by that, I mean, when I go to shoots, I'll ask a photographer, hey, is there anything you think I could improve on? Or hey, is there like any pose you had in mind? Um, is there anything that you would want me to do differently? Like I'm open. I just try to keep an open mind wherever I go because I feel like genuinely I, I learn something new with every single shoot. I've been doing this for five years and I still learn something new. Um, and people just have so much knowledge to offer, especially photographers, because they're the ones behind the camera lens, you know, like they see what's going on. I can't see my own face while I'm modeling. So I'm always open to taking direction from them. Like they know their angles. They know their lighting. They know what looks good. They know what doesn't. They they know like the best angles of my face. They and they know what might look too like what like what might look weird on camera you know or like not suit the product the product that i'm trying to sell yeah so just just trusting the people that i work with and also sometimes i'll just go on pinterest or i'll like even just like google i'll look up beauty shoots um i'll look up 
like some of my favorite editorial shoots or um, like any work that some of my favorite models in the business, like high up in the business, like the nepotism babies really <laughs> have yeah, done um, because I do admire some of their work. I'm not going to lie. I think we all do, <laughs> honestly, because um, they all have they all have access to help and improvement. So, of course, like their work's going to be stunning. Um, so I'll look at those for inspiration as well. And I just kind of have like a mental Pinterest board, I call it, of like different poses that I go to. But mostly just taking advice from other people and looking up references when I am I feel lost. Mm. So do, do you feel any pressure like staying in shape or like maintaining? Like how do you stay in shape? Because you know you, you got knees. We all West Indian over here. So it's like, <laughs> you know, that, that roti, that curry go be hitting and, you know, the samosas. It do. Samosas. I just had curry chicken before there I came. There you go. That's why you laid back. You're chilling right now. So yeah, You're yeah, feeling yeah. good about yourself, right? Oh, my God. I just said curry chicken. Chicken curry. Yeah. Either or. Tomato, tomato. I'm <laughs> so sorry to all my Guyanese people watching. No, they good. They good. Um, yeah. Um, I hope the Trinis don't take this and run. Oh, um, that's another side. <laughs> <laughs> but... Honestly, I just try my best to keep a balance. Like, John just got me a donut because <laughs> I was yeah, craving a donut. Try to set you up. But I'm not going to go home and eat like 12 more donuts, you know? Like, I try to keep a balanced diet. And also, Guyanese food in the first place is pretty full of nutrients. Um, in the first place, like, there's a lot of vegetables involved and there's like the right amount of carbs as well. So, and you know, everything tastes great to me also because I grew up with it. So it's just, it's just about keeping that balance. And I already have a pretty like balanced diet as it is as a Guyanese woman. So, and also just drink a lot of water and take care of your skin. Make sure to engage in some sort of movement, like whether it's like yoga or like even like a five minute workout every day. Like I have a lot of back pain. So I do stretching. I do some yoga at home. I don't know the names of all the poses, but I see things online and I'm like, okay, that works for me. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just, I'll just engage in some movement or I'll go on a walk or a jog around my neighborhood. Um, or like if I can afford to walk somewhere, if it's like a 20 minute walk, I'll choose to do that instead of like Ubering or using the bus or something. Smart. Yeah, I don't do anything too intense. Again, I have back pain, so I can pull a muscle, um, but I will do like light workouts to keep my shape and just keep it balanced. So keep it pushing, keep it balanced. Said, you got to stay active out here. Yeah. If you want results, you got to stay active. You got to work for it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be intense. Just engage yes. in some sort of physical activity for at least like 10 minutes every day, 10, 15 minutes every day. Maybe 30. Maybe 30. Yeah. Maybe 30. Yeah, Maybe yeah, 30. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you think are your greatest strengths and your weaknesses, things you got to work on when it comes to modeling? Like things that you know, oh, I'm good with that. I could do that. And things like, ah, uh, mm -hmm. I might have to work. I might need some work. Yeah, I think my greatest strengths as a model is being, first of all, being open-minded for sure, which I just mentioned. Um, I... I never really, I mean, of course I believe in myself as a model, but I'm always open to taking advice from other people because genuinely I feel like we all have blind spots in life. And if you don't acknowledge that, if you're not self-aware of that, then, you know, you'll, you'll never be open to criticism and then you won't be able to improve and grow as a person. So I think just open-mindedness and being able to learn at every single shoot. And also I think I have a lot of patience. Um, so it takes, sometimes it can take a lot of time sitting in a chair and getting your makeup done. Um, but some, and like sometimes, like sometimes I can get a little bit antsy, <laughs> but 
really just being patient and letting everyone do their thing because you know that they're taking their time for a reason and also being patient with a photographer like if they're taking some time to set up like it's it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them trying to find the best like lighting situation or the best like angle situation for you like everything i just try to keep in mind that everything is working out the way that it's working just so we can get the optimal results you know and that that takes time and that takes patience so definitely definitely a lot of patience there and also i guess creativity um one thing that i've learned over the past five years is that there are never enough poses that you can learn there's always something new that you could be doing and just don't be afraid to play around with your facial expressions there's definitely some expressions that are very like popular with photographers like there's like the bitch face or like the lip uh, part that's what's that yeah uh, okay oh you're giving work <laughs> yeah. right now you're giving work right or now like Pro bono, okay. You know? We're not paying you for that, just so you know, just hope you know that. Oh, you're not paying me? Oh, no, damn, I gotta go now. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, there are definitely the favorites, but like this also goes in mind, like ties in with like being open-minded as well. Just, you know, uh, being open to new um, poses and such that you wouldn't usually do. Like just getting out of my comfort zone, I think is a big strength of mine. Um, because it it adds on to my creativity. Um, as for weaknesses, I don't know. I'm perfect now. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's talk. a really good question. I gotta think about that one. Yeah, I, I, I try. <laughs> no, you did well. You did well because yeah, you stumped me. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I guess in the past, I would definitely be a little bit too lenient with photographers who were who were kind of pushy with me. I haven't had those encounters like often at all it's been pretty rare honestly but i have had standout experiences where photographers would ask me to do things i'm not comfortable with such as like the implied nude thing and i like <laughs> instead of like telling them off on the spot and maybe like helping them to become a better photographer to be around for like other models that they work with in the future like i would just like shy away and try to just run away as soon as possible <laughs> you know I, I think i've been really bad at setting boundaries in the past and like with payment as well it took me some time to really again recognize my self-worth and be like hey i should be doing this for a fee like for an hourly rate you know um or like whatever kind of rate like i shouldn't just be doing this for free because i am selling art and a lot of the times i mean Every time that I worked with someone, it would always be because the photographer DM'd me first. Or like, at least 99% of the time, the photographer would always DM me first. So my rule of thumb is if the photographer is DMing you, if you are an up-and-coming model, and if you already have enough in your portfolio, if a photographer DMs you, and again, you have enough in your portfolio to where you're like, mm, I should probably start charging let that photographer know your rates. It's okay to set those boundaries and start setting rates for yourself. What's like, your rate? Mm. <laughs> I'm going to keep that on the low. I'm going to keep that on the low. You don't have to ask. Yeah, yeah, it's worth asking. Click on the link tree. Yeah. Yeah. Click on the... No. Yeah. <laughs> nah, DM me. DM me. Um, but yeah, like definitely... It was worth a try, right? Yeah, it was worth a try, yeah, but you would have thought. <laughs> you tried it. You tried yeah. it. Uh, it's important to shoot your shot, but... Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but just... Just know to always set those boundaries um, when you feel like you have enough in your portfolio. Because when you're just up and coming, like, yeah, you might need those collaborations. You might need to hold back on the paid shoots for a while because you, you're relying on the photographer's work to build yourself up and, you know, like establish a reputation. Um, but when, you, again, you feel like you've had enough, it's important to set those boundaries so you don't sell yourself short. And so people don't keep taking advantage of that and keep... And, 
you know, taking your work for granted and just hi- and just having you build their for- portfolio for free. Because I've definitely had photographers slide into my DMs who have less work out than me um, and less followers than me as well. Not that followers really matter, honestly, because people like restart their pages all the time. So, I, you know, what? I take it back the thing about followers. But when they have less work than you sometimes they will try to reach out to you and work with you for for free but it's just no pro bono yeah no pro no bono, bono. Yeah. no we don't play them games so where you where do you see yourself in the next few years in the next few years honestly i hopefully see myself signed with an agency and doing work more consistently as a freelance model it's been a little bit harder to do work more consistently also it's not like my primary job um, my primary goal is to get into the mental health field so i'm working on that right now and working into hopefully pursuing higher education i have my bachelor's but i'm i would like to go back to get my master's and phd eventually so right now i'm working sorry uh in clinical psychology oh psychology (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i'm definitely into i i definitely i'm really deep into the mental health field um and it's what i see myself doing long term for sure um but in terms of modeling hopefully signed to an agency but still having the freedom to pursue my main long-term career as a clinical psychologist so yeah and uh, yeah i can do both i can make it work yeah um how do you build relationships with other models like other models in the industry you know Mm -hmm. connections network like how do you like how do you approach them how do you do it yeah um well if i have questions for them i will just dm them and nine nine times nine times out of ten english um (laughs) they're really sweet like i haven't met a single model that's like stereotypically like bitchy the way that they're portrayed in social media or talked about by men like it's by some men rather they're they're all so sweet they're wonderful and they're really willing to help because they also know the struggle and nine times out of ten the models that i'm reaching out to are also of like a similar ethnic background to me or are also like petite models and they're usually more than willing to help because we identify with the same experiences and we identify with the same like stigma within our communities and everything and they're they're always really helpful either that or i'll just meet them at a photo shoot and we'll just get to talking about our careers and how we ended up where we are um and sometimes we'll even end up staying like long-term friends and getting (laughs) dinner after and staying in contact and just hanging out yeah i've made a lot of friends that way actually and it's it's just about putting yourself out there and talking to them just letting your guard down and again like being open-minded taking advice from them you learn so much from them and you gain these incredible friendships so yeah. So when is this website going to be ready? Because you know we have mm-hmm. to hold you accountable. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do over everything. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, do. Hopefully by the summertime slash springtime, um, because I do have so much that I have to do in terms of like schooling and career and education and such. So I'm just trying to. It is tough. Um, so I'm just trying to catch up with that because sometimes like. Sometimes I'll get so wrapped up in that and then modeling things aren't on my radar. And then on the other end of things, sometimes I'll get so wrapped up in trying to get signed to an agency and like pursuing things creative creatively with my modeling career that I'll like completely ignore my long term career goals. And it's 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 a difficult balance to maintain, I will say. Um, But hopefully, hopefully the website will be available by spring, summer. We'll see when we'll see what time allows. Well, and over here, everything NYC, you know, the career people, we have a famous question. So you said you've been doing this for, what, five years? Yeah. 
But I mean, how old are you? You like a baby a little bit. You got to clarify. Like, <laughs> I'm 24. I said that. 24? No, no, just, you know, to reiterate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the thing we really want to know is how is that paper looking? Because you you, you, you here, you dipped right now. Mm-hmm. The patent leather boots, the, the the nice sweater, the hair's done, the Fenty, <laughs> the makeup, the earrings, everything is looking, the $100 donut right there. Like, So we, we want to know how that money is hitting. She what that account? T- she don't want to talk about it. I asked, what that up, account? I asked her about the rate. She didn't want to. What that account? What, the, yeah. what, what them, pockets, them pockets looking like? Yeah, that's the, what we want. That's the real question. We want to know what the money looking like. For the young girls watching. Good question. It's never about the money, guys. No, money is money is okay right now. Could it be better? Absolutely. Could money always be better for everyone? We need it. Probably. She's not gonna um, disclose the rate. Yeah, yeah. She's not gonna uh, disclose the rate. You gotta DM me. Keep it professional. You gotta DM huh? me. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying, trying to find that bank account for y'all, but you know, I guess can't find it out. They tried it. Yeah, we definitely tried it. So would you would you recommend this career path for the young brown? Black, white, anything, girls coming up mm-hmm. that want to follow in your footsteps or any model's footsteps or just want to do this for a living? Yeah, like, absolutely. If this is something that you're really passionate about, it can be very rewarding. And also you build such a wonderful community. I think that's the main thing that especially POC and models who are POC need is just a sense of community, just someone to relate to. And you you find so many of those people when you're when you keep getting these opportunities. Like I've made so many friends in my career as a freelance model thus far and hopefully will only continue that when I'm signed to an agency, um, yes. God willing, soon. Manifest. Yeah, manifest it, manifest it. Um, yeah, and honestly, it's it's very rewarding. Like you get to indulge in artistic endeavors, and you get to you get to be a blank canvas for photographers, makeup artists, hairdressers. Like I've been saying this whole time, even for other models. Like I've I've had other model models photograph me as well, and they have great visions as well. Just you get to meet all of these multi talented people, build such a wonderful community of creatives who gave you, who give you this amazing advice, who put you onto other opportunities. Like I've been given countless opportunities just by networking. Like it's just it's just about getting your foot in the door and then from there you're set like and when and if you really are someone who enjoys modeling and being in front of the camera it's it's so worth just at least trying like when you get in front of it you'll really and you you're able to indulge in it you feel like you're flying like you feel like you're on top of the world it's it's a great feeling and you feel like art in that moment you feel like more than just just another ordinary person walking the earth i mean i feel like most models that I know personally also have to be in school and they're getting their degree, they're getting that education and they have other long-term goals in mind. Um, But it's nice to have a life outside of that as well and to have a nice hobby um, where you can just kind of like put all of your frustrations aside with the rest of the world and just be in the moment. And I think modeling allows me to do that. So if that's something you're interested in, I definitely, I feel like that I feel like that would be your experience as well. And it's just great. It's just great to have a life outside of. Typical. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So do you have any, looking back, knowing what you know now, you have any regrets? Like, oh, damn, I should have went. Because, you know, women are making money a lot of different ways mm-hmm. now. Like, I should have went the dark route. Because, you yeah. know, they make money way faster going the dark hold route. On, hold on, hold on. Going the right. dark what's, route. What's the dark route? The dark route, you know, the OnlyFans, BBL modeling. There's a lot of different model, modeling techniques and different styles and mm-hmm. industries where they make money way faster but mm-hmm. is in the long run is not really conducive to anything like a healthy career or healthy lifestyle stuff like that if you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you ever thought of it so you no regrets of like saying damn i should have went that way i would have made more money way faster stuff like that. Mm-hmm. well i 
I think I definitely should have starting started charging earlier, honestly, because then I would have just been more consistent with that. And I would have just held my ground at an earlier time. Like, I feel like the earlier you start charging, of course, once you have built up a portfolio already um, or like suffi- sufficient enough of a portfolio already. Like, I would say like eh, maybe like eight to ten shoots in um, you should start charging. Um, yeah, I feel like the earlier you're able to do that, then the better you'll be at keeping those boundaries. Like I've definitely wavered with those boundaries, especially when I thought, oh, you know, like this photographer is really like established and up there. Like I'll get good exposure. Exposure doesn't pay. Let yeah. let me repeat that. Repeat it. Exposure doesn't pay. Yeah, you can whisper. It's a microphone. It's loud. It does not pay. <laughs> they hear you. They hear you. Charge. Okay. Charge that rate. Yeah. Like how much? That money. He keeps trying it, y'all. Like, I don't know what to do with this man. I asked him to go get me a donut, and then he, he, like, <laughs> he took that and ran with it. <laughs> I tr- look, look, I'm trying trying to get some info for the uh, for the audience. But, you know, y'all can DM me. My DMs are open. DMs are open. DMs will be in the uh, in the description. So Right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hello. But uh, continue. What were you saying? I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I wanted to add on, though, is I don't think that... You know, using OnlyFans and all of that is really the dark route. Um, uh, unless uh, unless women are being, like, exploited or forced really? to. It's really not. No, It's not I a think dark route? No. Wait, I there's think, no coming back from that. I mean... You're done after that. Like, I mean, if they fully open, consents to it and they're making money and they're okay with it, like, that's, $8 a that's month? fine. $8 a month? No, I know women who are getting paid thousands. But so. if OnlyFans goes down, that's it. They can't go anywhere else. Nobody's going to take them serious or, like, sign them up for anything... Because as soon as you see that woman, oh, I know who you are, boom, it's done. I mean, then maybe that's the problem of the people that judge them, you know? That's, like, that's society. Sometimes, sometimes people just got to make a living somehow, you know? So how about the, how about we do this? We'll get into that in a later episode. Yeah. Right? We'll have you back on. We'll talk Definitely about we'll talk about OnlyFans. We'll talk about um, your your your, re, your past relationship. Yeah. We'll get, in, we'll get into those topics, right? So... Um, we'll talk about your past relationships. Oh, no, it's you. Whoever's on the couch, that's Whoever's the focus. On the couch. That's the, yeah. We don't answer questions. We they, ask them. Yeah, they don't care we about ask me. Them. They don't care about they me. They care about the women. Okay, I care. They don't care about me. They care about you. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me. So. Trifling. So here's the thing. So I'm, you know, I'm close friends with, with a woman that runs scouting and development. And for anyone watching that's, you know, currently working for an agency, please give us your name and three reasons why they should work with you. Okay, so my name is Sonia. Um, three reasons why you should work with me. Firstly, one thing that I mentioned earlier is I'm very open-minded. I like to make art come to life. I'm very good at interpreting certain ideas, and I'm very good at emulating them. Um, and I'm definitely amazing at selling a product, at selling a service, you know? Um, and I think that that's one of the things that people look for models look for in models the most because essentially what we're doing is selling a product. So I'm definitely very good at emulating ideas. And I think that ties in with open-mindedness. Secondly, I find myself to be very professional as well. Um, So if there's, if, if there's an entire setup, if there's like an entire theme going on, if there's a schedule going on, I will adhere to that and respect that always. I feel like it's always important to not just, I mean, of course it's important to go with, with the flow of things as well but also if there's a stringent schedule it's important to respect that because i i mean that schedule is ideally there because you know there's a whole plan in mind and if something in the plan goes amiss then the whole thing collapses so um 
I've definitely learned in my past five years as a freelance model that it's important to stick to schedules and it's important to stick to the plan. Um, in addition to being like open-minded, it's definitely a balance. Um, and lastly, I think I'm just easy to work with, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like communicating about ideas. Like I said, I like bringing them to life. I, I just like being a blank canvas and I like being in front of the camera and taking direction and working with the photographer and working with the designer, working with the MUA and everything to, you know, bring to quite literally bring about the best angles of their work and just convey that on camera in the best way that I possibly can as a model. Um, and just in communicating with the entire team, just communicate with the rest of the world who sees the photo that, you know, this is what everyone has contributed. This is, this is their art. This is what they provide, you know, and just being that, just being the catalyst of their services getting out there and just being the catalyst of their work getting out there and receiving the praise that it deserves. Right. You, you like taking the lead. All right, fellas, give them DM. She's a miss. <laughs> well, this was a good conversation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for joining us. Thanks for having and here me. at everything NYC podcast, we want to hear from the folks with interesting stories. We want to hear all about your journey and we want to be able to provide that exposure for you to help you get to where you need to be. And so that is it. I don't know if you have anything else. No, she, she That is everything. it. Thank you for, for joining us this evening. We got a chance to explore the career of modeling. And stay tuned for more amazing content. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>